Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls! How much is there to blow off? <laughs> He's right I, next he's to the house. He's messing with me. He's messing with me. He thinks it's funny because the, Bonnie's dog's following him around. Because <laughs> she can't hear it. I can, I can hear it, but it doesn't sound super loud yeah. on my end. But like, let's just take a commercial break. Run! God damn it! Turn that fucking thing <laughs> Oh, there he goes. Yeah, he he's went moving around. around. He's moved around. Moved around the house now. He's not right in front of the window. That book that he... I gave you to read is called Perfectly Famous. Yes, that's yeah. yeah I'll start. I've that. got two two books in there. I'm supposed to read, and I I just have not. I took them with me on vacation and didn't even look at them the whole time. I oh, I, I, fin- I have to finish the one I'm reading right now, and then I can do that one. Actually, I'm doing. There's a Facebook group called Reading Rivalry. Reading re- rivalry. Yeah, try to say that more than once. And each month they'd pick like a different category or like topic for their theme. And this month's is fandoms. Oh God, of course you're right in yeah, there for that so one, aren't you? My, my friend Rachel was like, oh my God, you have to like, this is the category this month. And I was like, oh, I'm totally in. And one of the <laughs> criteria reads is like a book with that could have a, like be a movie poster. And that one would be perfect for it. Yeah, that, that does that, have a that good. That is a yeah. very cool cover. So I think I'll have to add that to my, my reading rivalry that's one of the reasons why i thought of you is it it looked like a megan cover it does i'm i like it the call was good last night don't you think so dana i do it was good we had it went so fast too i know usually we'll have a wait what time is it oh my god yeah we had a lot of people on usually there'll be a little lull but Mm -hmm. last night it was just we had three new faces yeah three new faces and it was so Mm -hmm. fast-paced call it was great it got, it got, like there's a little bit of everything and there's some like some genres i never even heard of farah and phyllis were talking yes. about something oh. i they were like it's typically is it called one thing but it's uh i just can't think of what it was it she mentioned it in connection with like a series or something the master of the list keith <laughs> master of the list mistress of the list yes, mistress of the list Oh, she's, she's so good at it. I'm like, why was I handwriting this the whole she time? she loves it so much. <laughs> like posting while we're talking. <laughs> I know. It's impressive. I still have the list from like three weeks ago sitting on my counter. I think I'm just going to act like it. the dog ate it. Echo Echo came to my house. That's what Rachel Echo said too. When we took it. She was like, ah, nobody's missed it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Echo has never eaten a book. I will have to say. I, okay. I'll blame it on my neighbor's dog because he eats everything. Okay, here is the list. Echo doesn't have a lot of teeth. Living Blood. That sounds, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Tana, yes. Tana, Tana, Tana Narif, do? See, yeah, I remember the do. Yes. I wrote down T period do. Yeah, Living Blood, that's what it is. <laughs> the, m- my biggest issue is I'm so hard of hearing. And during those Zoom calls, I'm not wearing my headphones. So I can't hear when they say what the i think everybody i think it's cool that everybody makes time for it yeah it's my my in-laws popped over yesterday at like knocking on my door at 7 59 i was like what (laughs) (laughs) 
super late and I felt bad because like we hadn't seen them all week and they just wanted to see Mila and I was just like, okay, 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 okay. Everybody hide, hide, hide. You've been, you've been like Sarah finding the closet. That is my literal Get your glass of wine and go hide in the closet. That might be my favorite image from like two weeks ago is her sitting surrounded with coats and drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's what you do. You hide from your children and talk about books while drinking wine in the closet, in like the Harry closet. Potter style. <laughs> First in the closet picture, there's I, a couple of my friends have like, three kids and i've gotten an in a closet hiding picture like, where are you and she's like take a couple guesses she's like i'm hiding i'm hiding from the kids hopefully we'll see how long this lasts and we're just like talking <laughs> i'll call you she's like let me put it on vibrate first though so they don't hear it ringing. It, was, it was pretty good last night though because i really genuinely did think she was in the attic yeah, her basement does kind of look like it the does. Attic. It has those like See the rafters, the rafters. Yeah, yeah. it's yep. like Sarah, where are you? In the basement. <laughs> and her kid with the ramp. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, oh, I've been here before. It feels familiar. I think I had minimized my screen because I was trying to look at the like books we've reviewed list, and so I didn't. I heard her go, "Oh, this is a really not great idea." And I was like, one of the kids must be doing something. <laughs> yeah, he had his. It was like a bunk bed with like with a slide the top of the ladder with the slide, but he picked up the bottom of the slide and put the bottom of the slide on the top of a chair. Oh so gosh. And he was getting right. ready to go down the slide and hit his little nuts right in the middle of that <laughs> chair. Is what was going to happen? Well, that would have taught him a lesson. Yeah, but I don't think you want that lesson <laughs> when you're trying to do something else. That would definitely not be like, the I don't thing. want to go to the hospital. <laughs> I, did, I did hear her say that, but I was like, if something's happening, I we should We haven't been look. to the ER in a couple of weeks. We'd rather not do that right now. <laughs> so let's talk about what what did I send in the group chat this week that I thought would oh, make the a fantasies. good conversation. How, what your sexual fantasies say, about, say you? about you. I was going to get on the call last night, you know, but I forgot to charge my little battery pack to be able to charge my phone so that it doesn't die 15 minutes into the conversation. Mm. And um, then my headphones died in the middle of the day and I tried to charge it with the rest of the battery. And Tell us what you were listening to when your headphones died. Dirty Millionaire. <laughs> the one that you talked about the other day, right in you the middle of the hot to it scene. at work? Yeah. I have my headphones on. Nobody can hear what I'm listening to. But at first, you know, the first hot sex scene and then boom, my headphones go out. I'm like, God damn it. So I charged, I tried to charge it with my battery pack that was almost dead too. And it only gave me like 15 minutes more battery. And so I'm like, all right, 15 minutes should be enough to get through this sex scene. No, this sex scene is long. They're long sex scenes. They're long and hot and I can completely long tell. and hot <laughs> long and hard <laughs> and i can tell why you were blushing right? at work because <laughs> like you're just it's like cruising through this trend. book and they're just like talking like normal like we went on the plane and then and you're like oh no <laughs> seriously and i don't know if you remember this part or not I'm sure he, I do. they were in the hotel room and he says take your clothes off get on the bed with your ass in the air yes and my head fit went off <laughs> right there and i'm like what happens next <laughs> what do you I think happens know. next come on now. but i don't know if there was like some slight spanking <laughs> if there was 
a little doggy action. I, I there's a lot of things coming down I mean, the pike on that book. So that was like my whole day on Friday. Is I was cock blocked by my electronic device, <laughs> and it did not get better from there. All, that was it. All revved up and no place to go. I was like. <laughs> Such a tease. So here it is. Someone who fantasizes about a threesome with their partner may crave attention, while someone who envisions a threesome with two strangers could want adventure. Makes sense. Someone, what does it say if your sexual fantasy is a naked man who is reading a book on quantum physics? What does that say? I got nothing. I was going to say there needs to be a subcategory in this thing that's like, if your fantasies are about only fictional characters from TV (laughs) or books. See, and that would be Megan. (laughs) So we know what mine is. We know what Megan's is. Bonnie, what's yours? It just depends on the day. Yeah, right. Come on, Dana. You got to chime in. I'm a I'm a mood reader, so I'm also a mood fantasizer. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're like, like me. It, like somebody will talk about like sex in a public place. You're like, ooh, that would be kind of fun in a movie or, theater you know, or in the park like, behind like, a tree. I just don't want to cook today. But if some man was standing there with no clothes on. <laughs> That's my fantasy to have dinner cooked for me like that. <laughs> like the other day, I was thinking about cleaning my house, so it was Mr. Clean oh, dancing yeah. around. We started that was a the great, floor. That was a great um, little. She sent a, a GIF of Mr. Clean all a, hot, and shaking sexy his, ass. With his ass right in my face. I'm like, hey, and then I responded, the bathroom floor. I think I could get down with the whole man cleaning the house and the new thing. Then too. I responded with Edward Cullen when he gets out of the car with the sunglasses on when they like. Well, you know, what's also fun is to get a guy who's distracted like them, like that, like reading a book or really intensely doing something and try to get his mind off of whatever he's doing. No, I I don't like the idea of trying to distract him because I want him to be I want him to be turned on by that book and be naked. I like to distract. Hmm. It's fun. Yeah. To tease. I want the the instant. You want all the focus on you all the time. You want a rom-com? Yeah, she Mark. wants a rom-com. No, For someone no. who hates romance, no. she yes. definitely yes. wants a rom-com. No, Maybe. I do not. Rom-coms never, ever have super smart quantum physics reading book Some guys. of them do. No, they do not. Yes, they do. I have read rom-com books that have smart guys. I'm not talking about your average smart guy. I'm talking about really smart That's guys. That's what I'm talking about. I've read romances when it's like yeah. that. Really smart guys don't do romantic shit. Listen. She's not wrong. There was one very dirty book that I read and the guy was pretty smart. All right. I mean, the guy was the book girl challenge is find me a book like that. A smart guy. Really smart. Not just garden variety smart. Like like Spencer Reed smart. smart. Just for a fantasy. I already have my guy. I'm not looking for anybody. I don't want to get weird kind of propositions from super smart guys who heard the podcast. But I just somehow bet that they wouldn't be listening anyway. They might be. We might be their brain candy. Are we somebody's brain candy? We're their guilty pleasure. We do have 40 to 60 year old men who sometimes listen. So, yep. I try to keep our 40 to 60 year old men interested. We got Scott. We know he, we went, he was on the show, so we know he exists. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if he still listens. I don't know. Scott, you should send us an email. Send us a message. Shout out. Shout us out, man. He's probably... We miss you, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi to your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Bonnie does this thing when when she's being sexy. She she smiles and she puts her finger in her dimple. I don't have any dimples. <laughs> Tyler told me yesterday I needed to um, watch Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. He's watched it a couple of times. Hamilton's the shit. Wait, you haven't, Bonnie? I oh. haven't. Well, I I watched Disney Channel for a while, and then I started watching Cake Wars. So now I've been watching food shows like cake wars and chopped and stuff like that but i'm about to go back to disney because incredible twos just came out yesterday so i need to watch that it's a cute one incredibles 2 was good i thought you already watched incredibles 2 not the the first one. one i was gonna watch the second one but it it doesn't come out until yesterday or day before i don't know like the 30th or something some shit like that all right well we're supposed we should move on. That to, whole sexual fantasy thing didn't play out like I thought it would. I thought we, you guys would get on that. And I already talk said about mine. Edward Cullen or Spencer Reed. Like, we would get on that. Get on. <laughs> we Listen, all know I'm Team Edward and Team Spencer Reed. I was all trying to get my fantasy. <laughs> I was trying to get my fantasy on Friday, and it just wasn't happening because my fucking. <laughs> electronic devices i love what you said cock blocked by my phone i was that's the best that is the best i'm gonna have to reuse that for later that's going in the toolbox i'm using that later cock blocked by my electronics yes (laughs) hate it when that happens going in the file freaking had some blue balls going on on friday <laughs> so, Vani, did you read something that will um, help your problem? <laughs> um, no, I did not. <laughs> didn't. Well, I didn't read a book not that one. I'm going to review. So, I read a book that was sent to us, and I tried to find the email to see when it was sent to us, and I can't find it. So, I read "You, Me, and Us" by Allison Hammer, and this is her debut book. Um, they had a interview with the author on the audio version um, after the book was over and this is actually something that she did when she was in college like she made a story not exactly this one that she wrote into a book but it was a story about these characters so she made these characters up in college and she loved them so much that she decided to expand the story and write a book about it and you can really tell that she had that definition in the characters when you read it because they were very deep. Hmm. They were great characters. It's about a family of Allison, the mom, Tommy, the dad, and the daughter's name is Cece. Daughter is 14, I believe. Um, mom has just started, recently started an advertising business. So she works a lot of hours because whenever you start any kind of business, you're going to have to put a whole lot of time into this business. So her business is main her main focus right now because it's so new. And um, the dad is a psychologist and he takes patients at, at a home office. So he does most of the, the child care and, you know, like the stuff with the school and he takes care of a lot of the house just because his wife is so busy starting this business and everything. And you know, they're a pretty normal family. You know, Cece's like a typical 14-year-old and she 
wants to be an actress and she's in drama club and all of this stuff. And she's kind of a dramatic child. Gee, that sounds like me. Which at 14, I think every sounds female. Exactly like me at 14. Yeah, is. We're pretty dramatic at that age. Yeah. So, and then not very far into the book. So this isn't really giving too much away. The dad comes down with terminal cancer. I knew it had to be something horrible if you loved it. Terminal cancer, stage four, and he opts not to get treatment. So because there's a very slim chance that he's even going to overcome it. And he doesn't want to live the last few months of his life, you know, being sick from chemo and, you know, and all of this other stuff and having to go back and forth to the hospital. So what they decide is to go to a beach house that they have that they hadn't been to in a couple of years for the remainder of his days, which is basically like the summer because they only give him a few months to live. So the main thing that this book is about is about Allison having to come to the realization that, you know, she's going to have to let other people take care of her business and be with her family right now, which any control freak is going to understand is a difficult Ooh. thing to do. Even yes, even when you have something major like this going on in your life, it's hard to let your your business go into the hands of others so that you can focus on this one thing. And it's also about the daughter and the mother's relationship, a lot about the mother and the daughter's relationship. Because at the beginning of the book, they don't have very much of a relationship because Cece's like, she doesn't care. She's always gone. She cares more about her business than me and blah, blah, blah. And I have the worst mother always. Like any other 14-year-old. Basically. 14-year-old girl. Girl. About her mother. Right. Sorry, Dana. That's coming. Oh, I know it. I know it. You're probably, she's probably already feels that way since you took away all of all her electronics this week. Oh. She's getting them back, so, you know, (laughs) be cool for now. (laughs) And also, another thing that you find out in this book is that Tommy, the dad, had been married before he's married to Allison, and his ex-wife is a famous actress that just happens to be filming a movie at the lake at the well they're at the beach it's in florida a beach i think i'm pretty sure it's in florida um at the beach that they're staying in and Cece is just doesn't know that he's been married that he was married to this actress and Cece is just like enamored by this actress wants to meet her and and the mom doesn't want her to know that you know her dad used to be married to her and yada yada and so on and so forth but yeah it's it was a really good book I'm probably not giving it justice because it's it's one that's going to make you cry I gave it to somebody at my work who likes those kind of books and, and she read it and she said that she cried three or four times. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I didn't, but I was also reading it at work and yeah. I'm a little tin hearted like Martha, probably because I read so many of these books. I mean, <laughs> it gave me feelings, but mm-hmm. not enough to make me cry. Has anything ever made you cry in books? Do yeah. bo- books make you cry? Yeah, yeah, I can't think of what oh, right now. For sure. I've cried in lots of books. But yeah. I just bawled at the end of a book a month ago did you like i was like that was not supposed to happen like the um 
Invincible Summer of Juniper Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like just bald for like the last 20 pages and everybody has the same reaction. Mm. Because stuff starts happening that you just, you're wrapped up in all this other stuff that's going on and you're like, wait, what, what happened? Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like that's like, you when you get a book that's good and gives you a good cry like it's i was a- just surprised because i just can't see vonnie crying we've been we've known each other forever and i've never seen you cry well it doesn't happen often and usually there's not people around yeah well maybe vonnie do you maybe you angry cry like because some people don't have to be sad to cry to be angry cry. i frustrate cry like get like so mad that you just yeah that's what mm-hmm. i do I mean, yes, I'm, I'm sure. If you see probably. me crying, I'm either devastated or you're two seconds away from being murdered. <laughs> Sometimes both. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry as I'm stabbing you in the chest. I'm sorry. Don't you ever tell me. Thank you. Did you asshole. And this is why I have to watch Criminal Minds so I can help them hide the bodies. She's our closer. <laughs> yeah. Our cleaner. I know all the tricks. Too but, much true crime. But yeah, this was a great book and I should not have waited so long to read it. I'll tell you the truth. I kind of put it off because it was kind of a sappy book and it's not like it was historical fiction. I thought it was going to be romancy because it was compared to like Jojo Moy's books, which tend to be kind of romancy. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad that I picked it up and finally read it because it was great. And if you like those kind of books, I would completely recommend it because even though that she's debut, it's beautifully written. The characters are so wonderfully defined. And that's another thing that I love. I like it when there's depth in the characters, when you just, you know that there has to be a backstory and you wonder about their backstory. Like, Oh, I love what that. happened before this? And it gives like little hints. And I think she could write another like a prequel to this and it would be good. Oh, wow. Like, you know, the story of like Allison and Tommy growing up because they grew up together. They were oh. they grew up in the same neighborhood. OK. And, you know, obviously they didn't get together right away because he married this actress. And, you know, yeah, that so would be so really forth. interesting. And but they end up together and you just. You want to know more about the characters when you read this. I did anyways. I'm like, this is one of those books that I get done and I miss the characters. Oh, a book hangover. Yeah, it was wonderful. Nice. And again, this is You and Me and Us by Allison Hammer. Hammer time! Sorry, I just couldn't help myself. I mean, the chick is super young. Look how Sorry, Allison. Oh, she is. She is young. She is super young. Well, if she wrote it when she was in college, she well, probably she, like, and it then was, developed it more so after. Right. She'd be probably in her 20s. I don't know. I'm sure it said she sounded really young when she was doing the author and the author mm-hmm. notes in the end of the audiobook. The audiobook is actually really good because it's good to hear her talk about how she came up with the book. I love that, though. Nice. I love backstories. It's so wonderful. All right, Dana, you get to go next. So I listened to His and Hers by Alice Feeney. Ooh, I'm going to wait to hear about this. Isn't she? Feeney as in Feeney. Didn't she do? um, Sometimes I Lie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I loved that one. And so I was like, 
chomping at the bit to 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 get this one and i listened to it on audio and it so i'll just give you the quick synopsis it's um anna andrews is on top of the world as she's like a bbc tv presenter um but the woman that she's been sitting in for for the past two years like unexpectedly like comes back from her maternity leave like hey and you know anna is expecting like this new contract and everybody loves her and she, they're like, uh, yeah, no, you're getting demoted to a like field correspondent. Well, so be, like, because the oh, lady crap. came back. What's that? Because the lady came back from maternity yeah, leave. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And she was just like, she was just like, it just came out of nowhere, and everybody's like, oh, didn't you know? Didn't so and so tell you? And she's just like, no. So she's kind of upset about it, and she goes. The first story she goes. This it takes place in. London, but her first story she's reporting on is a murder that happens in like the countryside. And nothing ever happens in this town. It's really sleepy, it's really quiet. So this woman is found dead in the woods and all this happens really early, so it's not spoiling anything, but there is DCI investigator, Jack Harper. And, and Jack Harper knows the victim. Then Anna Andrews, also knows the victim. So you're like, should he be investigating it? No. Should she be reporting on it? No. And then you figure out there's like a tie between him and her and what's, you know, do they, it, it's, you, like, I can't give too much away, but there's like, you think how this woman is found and there's significance to how she is found and their connection to her and it feels like this super modern like whodunit like you're in me like i could i could not stop listening to this book it the story never dragged it just went along at a nice even flow like i feel like you got to know the characters you got to understand the characters. well she's upset like you're you're like theorizing throughout the entire story like well maybe she did it maybe so-and-so did it like, what's their motive? So you're like constant. I'm telling you, I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I had a couple theories, but I never figured it out. Like, I I loved everything about this book. It's It's been a long time. I feel like maybe since like Confessions, Martha, that like a thriller has been like, oh my God, like everybody should read this. That I loved Confessions so much. I mean, there are like, I wrote down a couple quotes like from this book and one is like, Silence is my favorite symphony. Ooh, that's good. You know what? I'm taking it off hold right now because I'm number yeah. 21 and I'm going to use an audible credit. There's another one and it says, there's a curtain we all hide behind. The only difference is who pulls it aside. Some people can do it themselves while others need someone else to reveal the truth about who they really are. Like that's so ominous. That is super. Those are good. Those are some deep quotes. But the author takes this story and she just runs with it. And you're like, what? Why? Like, and 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 it's twisted and like weird and like, uh, I mean, everything you want in a thriller is is. It was really well written. It was just I was just so engrossed in this book. It was really, really good. Just let me know when the movie's coming out, Alice Meany, because somebody has to sign this up. Like, it is it is definitely, like, movie material. 
now I'm super excited. I just used an audible credit. I'm telling you, like once you can, I can only like talk about the, be the really the beginning of the book because anything else is just giving it away. See, and I really loved Sometimes I Lie because mm -hmm. of the really too. unusual, there were really unusual details mm -hmm. in there about the the experience of the character that I had never really heard done before. And because I listened to it on audio, I think yeah. there's a, there's a specific type of author that really writes better for audio. And I think she's one of those. You know, what's really interesting. This, this book is told from their perspective of Anna and Jack, but if you're listening to, so I don't know about the book, but if you're listening to the audio, there's a third voice on the audio and it's like a, um, they are disguising their voice. So it's like, I went to and, you know, oh, cool. I killer. And like, it is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just pops up. Like they're on to like the next thing. And it's like, so this, this voice is the killer, but you don't know who's, who's speaking. Because you it's know? disguised, like, huh? Yeah, so you're like that's kind of well, cool. Like, he gives all these weird like little hints, and then you're like, well, maybe it's her, maybe it's him. Like based on what they say, but like, I, I haven't even picked up a new book. I can't even. I'm like, what else? What it's else a book hangover. Oh my god! So many book hangovers happening this week. It was so. I mean, like I was expecting a lot out of this book, and it was way. It just way better than I thought it was going to be. It did not let you down. Unlike nope. my phone on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and both both book hangovers came from authors named Allison. That's funny. Alice and Alice. Allison. No, they're both Allison. Allison. No. Mine was Alice. Hers is Alice. Is Mine is Alice Feeney. Oh, Alice. Oh, sorry. He also worked for the BBC for like 15 years. Yeah. So I guess she has a little bit of... There, like, was, she, there was a TV... I want to say there was a TV character in her first one, too. I'm trying to remember... I'm pretty sure there was. I I only read Sometimes I Lie by her. Yeah, and I'm I think that was her first one, wasn't it? Was it? I'm not sure. I think she's read like she's written like three books. Oh, look it up. But um, yeah, just highly highly recommend it. And we can only really talk about it once once you read it. <laughs> <laughs> I know because you don't want to give away the secret. Right. Right. I mean, because if I, if I if I figure out who does it in any kind of book like that, then I'm done. I'm not. I'm gonna tell you, so I thought, mad. I thought I had it figured out, right? In the last, I guess, like the and there was like two hours, maybe like hour and a half left in a book, and I'm like, okay, ah, I got it. I got it figured out. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's not. It's not. It's, no <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because you have in your mind like this idea of who you think it is and then she takes the story of like another two characters and their that story is getting kind of like wrapped up and so you're distracted you're like oh i forgot about this person over here and oh nice so good so good it sounds good so Seth that was his and Hers by Alice Feeney. 
And I will be sending you messages later this week because I'm going to read that. It's worth the credit, whatever you're, whatever you're doing, whatever you're spending. Well, I spent my last credit on that, so now I'm going to have to buy more, but it's okay. I got a free copy. I was like hunting, like, how can, how can I get this? So like NetGalley, I got a copy off NetGalley. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Evil laugh ensues. I love it when you love a book. You have the best uh poker face when it comes to a book you love which means you don't <laughs> at you all do, your whole face just, you just light up, up when you love a book uh, that i just i do the same thing where i just i can't i can't help myself from telling people about a book that i love that much there's been a lot of good books out lately i feel like but this this is the best thriller i've read since confessions awesome awesome nice. awesome all right. Okay, Megan. So the book I'm reviewing this week was recommended to us on Twitter from Lee Bardugo. And it is Dreadnought by April Daniels. And she actually recommended this book to us when we had picked her for the live for, event. For Shadow and Bone. For Shadow and Bone. Which and, we have to reschedule to do on Zoom because we had to cancel the yes. event. So I, she said, oh, I wish you would pick um, an LGBTQ author instead of highlighting me. And she goes, here's some recommendations. And Which I, was just the most incredible thing I have ever had yeah. an author do, saying, you know what? I'm not the best person for this. Pick this person instead. I yeah. mean, that, she needs to come on our show. Yes. We'll show have to mess- I'll message her. We oh. should Twitter her and see if she wants to be part of the Zoom discussion when we're talking about her book. Oh. That would be pretty awesome. Was- she might be perfect for like Halloween y sort of kind of. True, too. Basically, well, like, well I'll, I'll tag her and tell her we reviewed the book and then I'll message her. But um, so she sent us the list. I was like, yeah, well, I said, well, we've already like announced your book, but I promise we will pick. I will pick we'll one of these it, and yeah. we will review one of them. So I picked Dreadnought uh, because the other one she recommended wasn't out yet. It comes out, I think, like this Tuesday. So I was like, well, I need something for the live event. So I picked Dreadnought um, and April Daniels did not disappoint her book was so good like the first chapter like sucks you in and the character so and it's not a spoiler because it's in the first chapter so you're you get this feeling that the main character is kind of sneaking around and the voice is kind of just saying oh well you know i had to go to this place to buy this nail polish because it's the only place i can go to do it and you're like okay something like is some reason this person feels like they need to leave their neighborhood and go like two neighborhoods over and so then we find out that the main character is by nail polish because it's the only place that he can paint his nails because he paints his toenails because he feels he is a girl and his parents aren't supporting him. So he's a trans character and he's sitting there painting his nails. And what I loved about, and it was like behind the mall and in this universe, superheroes are real and exist. So he's talking about, or, or well, he's still he at this point. So he's talking about, painting his nails and he goes like and then there's a bright blue light and like superheroes were fighting in the air above me and i'm like what (laughs) just happened (laughs) it's like the incredibles but yeah it kind of yeah it kind of had that like this is just normal every day like oh yeah they're at it again and or like sky high yes yeah they're just they're just there but like everybody knows they're there whereas sky high Mm -hmm. they're more like 
kind of well, hidden sky high on of. campus like if yes. sky high was like a town yes. instead of just a school yeah exactly and the the dreadnought superhero gets it's not spoilers in the first chapter gets killed by the supervillain and when the superhero dies they pass their mantle on to somebody else and so he was the only person there so dreadnought passes the mantle to him and he's like what just happened and part of getting the mantle is it physically changes you Ah, kind of like when spider-man changed after the exactly, the bite exactly yes yeah and he woke up like all buff all and buff, stuff yeah and not needing his glasses exactly okay and but the key to the part of dreadnought is that it changes you to who you are who you feel is the ideal person oh so like your inner your inner you yeah so mm. our character who is trans identifies as trans is actually now a girl oh that's cool yeah and so she figures out like all of a sudden she's like why is my voice different and why what just like what just happened because like there's no mirror or anything to realize like what's happened and she meets up with another teen and then they're teenagers um named calamity who is like the embodiment of what you think of somebody named I would, Calamity. I always wanted to be named Calamity. Calamity my, Jane. my aunt used to yes. call me Calamity Jane. Yeah. yeah. So this character is kind of like Calamity. She has this fake Southern drawl. She wears like all the, like what you expect somebody named Calamity to be wearing. And they're kind of partnered up and running from the, the battle that's happening. And our, um, our character's name is Danny and she's trying to, to figure out what just happened and how she's gonna go home and be like hi uh i'm your daughter Daughter. (laughs) and of course mom and dad lose their minds because they're like no you're our son especially if they didn't support when he was just trans and then all of a sudden now he's he's actually switched gender gender. yeah right and they were they were not supportive um and then he she goes to meet the other superheroes because they're all know like oh well this person this girl has the mantle now for dreadnought so like we have to bring her in to like the inner sanctum of superheroes because mm-hmm. dreadnought's almost kind of like a captain america like everybody knows dreadnought or like iron and even the superheroes are not happy that she is she and has dreadnought's mantle Oh, so she gets uh, discriminated against by the superheroes? By the superheroes. Wow. Yeah, the superheroes are like, absolutely not. Superheroes are supposed to be wonderful people. And that's kind of like her struggles. Like, these are people she's envied and looked up to. And then all of a sudden. And now they're being massive dicks. Like, it was like half and half. Like, half of the superheroes were like, cool, you're Dreadnought now. Have a great day. And the other ones were like, no, we're going to fix this. Like, you can't be Dreadnought. Like, that's not a thing. So she was really struggling with that rejection of I'm finally who I feel who I am on the inside. And now nobody wants to accept her. Yeah. Like nobody was having it. Like there were a few people here and there. Of course, then like she had to go to school. And so how do you explain to the school? Like, well, our son Daniel is now Danielle overnight like, it's not, like, a progression that typically happens yeah. as people yeah, transition. I would think you'd have to change schools at that point. That would be yeah. too hard. That would be. Yeah. So there was a lot of, and she sees her best guy friend in, like, a whole new light 
because he now treats her how he treats the other girls they go to school with. And she's kind of like, you're a dick. No wonder no one wants to date you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's just, it was really well done. I think, I mean, I can't speak for the trans community, but I felt like if I were a teenager reading that book and was identifying, like kind of coming into my own and figuring out where I stood and who I wanted to be, that I would have felt very seen in that book. And that's important because that's, that's a very underserved community in young people's fiction. Yeah. Like to me, I would have had that same feeling I got when I read the book I reviewed last week with, I was born being like, Oh my gosh, this fandom, like this understands me. Like I felt like if if a trans teen reading it would have felt that same way of like, yeah, like I totally know where Danny is. Like this person has now turned their backs on her. And I just felt like they probably would have felt very seen and felt, really good about that book too awesome i really enjoy and it, there's a second one i think it's called nemesis mm-hmm. yes there's a second one. I, haven't, I haven't gotten that one yet but it was a, it was a fun read it was an enlightening read i would highly recommend it it was very good and that was dreadnought by april daniels it sounds it actually sounds like something i would like to read i don't like fantasy but i like superheroes it's definitely more superhero than fantasy like you're not having to build the world right. so much as you're kind of like, hey, I live in a Marvel movie now. Right. And I love the Marvel movies. Yes. So I might be, of course, you know, I don't know, because it's kind of like witches. I love to watch stuff about witches, even documentaries, but to read something Fair magical, enough. not so much. Yeah. So I don't, I've never read something about superheroes. It was really, so, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of other sub, like, subplots happening that i don't want to give too many spoilers on but it just really reminds me of sky high which is yeah one of my sky favorite high. movies which i know i'm way too old to be liking that, that movie but every time I love it's on. yeah if i see that on i'm totally turning it to that channel yeah. to watch because it's just a wonderful movie it is a good movie love it but you it's would probably be... third book now oh really wow oh, this is, yeah yeah it's and she's not um i tried to find her like on twitter to like tag her and stuff when we were when i was talking about doing the book uh but apparently she angered the twitter gods Uh oh and they uh suspended her account last april daniels's account whoops so did you see they were trying to um to ban tiktok TikTok? i will cry myself to sleep let's just not even i mean this is the same man who wants to defund the post office so we can't have mail-in voting he wants to um, you know that's that's a lead-in for him for him losing the election and he has something to claim as fraudulent yeah he's 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 trying every dirty trick in the book to try to keep his position and it's not going to work because this is America and you can't change the fucking rules by yourself because it was set up so that people like him can't do it. Mm-hmm. I think so. some like a U.S. company is actually trying to buy TikTok. Microsoft. So then can he still attempt to shut them down? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not super invested in it, but I was curious to know, like, why this, you know, Microsoft is like thinking of buying it. I mean, for other than obvious reasons. Yeah. Other than it's no. a huge moneymaker because every, lots of people, not everyone, but there are a lot of people on TikTok. It's actually been yeah. super active on TikTok today because all the like viral TikTok people are trying to post and tell people like, hey, if TikTok gets banned, my content will move to like oh, this page, this page or this. Oh, so that like ridiculous because a lot of them, that's how they make their money. Yeah. Like they get, they get paid through their TikTok 
creation. So they're trying to make sure that their fans can still find them if it gets banned. <clears throat> Crazy. I don't think it'll get banned. No. I don't, I don't think it will either because it's, that would be. No, there's too much. be very North Korea of us. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it, infringement on, you know, what your, your freedom to. Freedom of speech, freedom I mean, of expression. If, if you want China to spy on you, like that's on you, I guess. Which, I mean, I've just accepted my phone's probably been hacked more times than I ever want to know, so it's fine. Yeah, and they don't find anything and they go on to somebody exactly. else. I mean... We've it, all been it hacked, just, it's fine. Yeah, it would be too... I can't think of the word, like, um, when they try to tell you you can't read something because of the, the content. Censorship. Censor. Censorship. It would be too much censorship yeah. if they tried to take away TikTok. Oh, they'll try, but that's, that's not going to happen. Somebody, somebody yeah. on TikTok pointed out, they're like, hey idiot you just pissed off every 18 year old that's about to go vote yeah like if you Good take job. tiktok away like mm-hmm. you just pissed off all the newly like 18 year olds yeah. who probably weren't gonna vote for you anyway but that's a good way still. to whip up the base though get them get them to the polls and then, whipping up the base the base <laughs> it's all about that base listen if they could you know <laughs> trump him for what oh. they did. the teenagers with the rally mm-hmm. oh, oh they, that's why hell yeah full scale with this like yeah for sure like you know these kids with the technology you know nothing. whoop his ass they give him open up a can of whoop ass on him although one of the creators did point out she goes for the record she's like if this if this is the last straw like of all the things to be the last straw, if TikTok was the last straw, like we have bigger problems. Right? Yeah. Like, no shit. <laughs> you can take away a lot of things, but don't take away my TikTok. She was like, this should not be the last straw that makes you stand up and go, oh, I need to vote in November. Like there probably should have been five straws before this one. Yeah, but sometimes it takes something like that that, is, that you are passionate about to get people interested. And if that's it's what true. it's going to take, then great. That's true. Get out and vote, people. It's more important this year than it ever has been. Early vote, ballot, or mail-in vote, whatever. All right. There's so, our, P- our political PSA for the week. Yes. <laughs> um, I am going to go sci-fi Ooh. this week. And I would have liked to give this one five stars. It, almost hits a five-star mark for me since everybody else was in the five-star like since we all loved our book yeah i mean i really did love this book but it's it didn't quite hit the five-star mark almost though uh it's called axioms end by Lindsay ellis and it's a book about some of the things that we were just talking about as a matter of fact about um the government not telling the truth um, and this girl who's the main character, her dad is a whistleblower. Oh. He is sort of, well, estranged from the family anyway. So she lives with her mom and her brother and sister, but her dad is like this, like rebel dude who writes this newsletter for, you know, some crazy left-wing conspiracy theory type deal where he releases information about alien contact and nobody's really quite sure whether to believe the guy 
I'm already in. You said alien contact. Yeah. So the girl, she's she's a young woman. She's not. This is not a YA book. She's a young woman who um, she is just dropped out of school doesn't know what she wants to do with her life her mom tries to get get her this job so she goes to the job and so in the beginning you kind of get this picture of who she is and she doesn't know who the hell she is honestly but she notices that she's being followed by these two guys who turn out to be cia so they're following her aunt who's living with them or who's kind of hunkered down in their house briefly. And all this weird stuff starts happening. She sees something. It's in the middle of the night. She sees something in her house. She's not quite sure what it is, but whatever it is, is messing with the computer, the family computer. And she ends up running away in fear. And the thing chases her knocks her down, puts something in the back of her neck. Dun, dun, dun. So it's terrifying. It really is. It's terrifying. So it's trying to communicate with her. And she, so she's trying, she calls her aunt and says, okay, something really bizarre has happened to me. This alien thing, you know, knock me down, put something in my neck and is trying to talk to me. And she said, well, that doesn't make any sense because all the data that we have says that they have no interest in communicating with us. Well, I'm sorry, you have data and you didn't share exa- that with me? And, yeah, and that's where she is. She's like, evidently has a, she evidently has an issue with um, her aunt, works for the you find this out as the book goes along her that her aunt works for the cia and that's why they're chasing after her to try to you know get her back and so you find out inform that the government was indeed hiding information and it's really an awesome look at what would happen if we made alien contact and what the government might do to try to cover it up and I've I've read several books along this line, but I think the thing that I liked about this one the most was the main character was so... She was a reluctant hero in a lot of ways. I mean, she thinks of running away so many times and has the opportunity to kill this alien, but makes the choice... Basically, early on in the book, the alien is, like, passed out nearly dead in the back of this murder van is what she calls it (laughs) and she it's really her only transportation so she's going to try to get away but she's she's looking at this alien she thinks well i could tip it out of the but it's so heavy i can't get it out so she really does think about getting the alien out of the van but she can't because he's just too heavy so she takes off in this van and ends up like being with this alien and and inadvertently being the savior of of this alien at, who's trying to communicate with her and it's put this translator software kind of a rudimentary translator in her neck so yeah. she becomes the translator it's just really a fascinating book 
you know what, as I'm sitting here talking about it, I really can't think of why I didn't give it five stars. I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. It, sometimes you have to sit with a book for a while before you really realize how much you loved it. And as I'm sitting here talking about it, I'm thinking, you know what, I, re I would read this again in a second. It wasn't a book hangover type of book, but it did have a lot of depth for something that was a sci-fi read. Sometimes you fall into that formulaic type of experience that you get with a certain trope. But with this one, it didn't feel that way at all. I really, in fact, there were a couple of times where I thought, oh, we're gonna, about to get into some freaky alien sex here, people. I'm, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go into detail about that, but, but I will say that it, it, the depth that you experience while reading or listening to this book, because I did listen to it on audio, really gave a different type experience. In some ways, it kind of felt like, I felt like I felt when I was watching E.T. Hmm. Okay. But not, not like, if, like if the little girl had been older. The no. littlest girl, you know, Drew Barrymore's character. Yeah, if she older. had been a lot older and had been on her own, um, and if the alien had been a lot more aggressive. So it's kind of the adult ET, sort of. Okay. I mean, I just really felt I really felt a lot of feelings during this book that I didn't. Martha felt feelings. I, did. I was just about to say I felt some wow. feelings during this book. I really did like it, though. I I would highly recommend somebody who isn't even a science fiction reader might actually enjoy this if you just enjoy alien right type right. books. I mean, because it had that plausibility element of maybe there is an alien. This could out happen. There. Yeah, I mean, and if there was, would the government react this way? And hell, yes, they yeah. would. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we have Area Fifty One. Yeah, well, you know, we could go on for days with the conspiracy <laughs> theories on that. But what I would say and is ancient that astronaut theorist. I was highly entertained. Oh, shush, you guys. I was highly entertained by this book. I thought it was excellent. I actually got it on um, one of the lists from Book Riot. I don't remember which one now. Probably the weird one that you keep reading. You know, I of. love those things so much. That's how you always know it's a Martha post on the Facebook page. If it's a book riot listicle, <laughs> a listicle. Yes, I love those so much. Um, so this is the the first one in a series, and I am going to go on to read the, the others. Um, but this is called Axiom's End by Lindsay Ellis. And I'm going to go ahead and just go out on a limb there and give it that fifth star. Just Since give I was it five stars. I was right on the edge of that anyway. So a five star read for me, I'm changing it on Goodreads because it really was. We had four or five star reviews this I week. I know. Everybody loved their books. You guys, you guys um, pressured me into giving it that fifth star. <laughs> well, it sounds like It was like already at really four and it. a quarter or four It was already three four fours. and three quarters anyway. So yeah, I was... You can't you can't break it down to fractions and sometimes it requires more than four stars so just yeah it well it definitely did and i had only given it four so I, I feel like i i owed the book more because it gave me such a satisfying experience i really loved it so that was that nice we got some good books this week i mean we always have we good did. books but we got four or five star books in one podcast that doesn't happen very often no, no. 
all different genres. Yep, that's true. This is like the perfect example of the perfect podcast today. How do you feel being a part of this, Dana? Of our perfect... I feel triumphant. (laughs) (laughs) Triumphant! I've made podcast history. Check that bucket list. Uh, Yeah. We did it. So here's the question. Since we were talking about sexual fantasies, here's the question. If an alien came to Earth and you liked the alien and you and the alien started to kind of hit it off, would you do it? Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Just for the experience. But I feel like... Or would you be afraid that you'd get your head snapped off at the end or some like, maybe discuss like the black widow thing <laughs> maybe discuss specific you know you don't safe just word. pop right yeah you have to have a safe word for but are one they thing. are they are they human spaghetti, looking spaghetti. are they human looking aliens like well is that, we talking, is that a prerequisite for you megan what if they could do things to you that, i don't know because you know that uh, octavia butler one i did it was a mine, you know, uh, they, they yeah. gave you extras. Well, you find out these things in the dirty talk that happens before. That's why you do some sexting beforehand. But an alien, then you know you what can't you're getting sex into. with an alien. Why could you not? You don't understand the language either, I would think. Well, understand. what if you That's had true. one of those like isn't, translators? Isn't, isn't there an, a universal language of love involved here? No. Mm. Hey, Martha, you're in the rom-com field again. Listen, oh. if you if there was an international language of love, then your there alien world peace. is not going to know your safe word when you're saying it. Pineapple. <laughs> Pineapple. Cardamom. Something totally different. And you'd her. say pineapple and then the second alien would come through the right, door. Right, exactly. They're thinking that it's a swinging party now. You put the gnome out on the front stoop. <laughs> that pineapple was up, upside down. The alien shows up and goes, hey, I brought some friends. I hope that's okay. I knew you were into that kind of thing. Spock's bringing the whole enterprise. <laughs> so long as it's next generation because Picard... I think I have a thing for for bald, bald men. <laughs> this week has been all about the bald. So what you're saying is you'd be much more interested if the alien was bald. I mean, I don't judge. Have we ever seen an alien with hair? That's a good question because they're, yes. they're usually bald. Oh no, I'm thinking oh, they have whole... like a large head. Yeah, the big head. Wham. No, maybe big head, big. Because Q, 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 like on big feet, big I just hands, like big. that they have really long fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, hey, like, baby, baby, what can well, you do with those fingers? Those are some hands. Well, Q you takes you. Bonnie's <laughs> looking for the probe. Oh, the, the probe. Probe. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Can I do it for three book girls? Can't get enough of three book girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.